Happy week six, people. D here. Welcome to the Under Review Show. This week, we don't have Dave Mason from BetOnline.ag. We've got a very good friend named Danny Picard from the Danny Picard Show on Podcast One. He is a... Um, he is one hell of a he's one hell of a sports mind and uh, obviously a phenomenal betting mind as well. We like to have him on the show once in a while and uh, give get his nor'eastern perspective on what's going on in NFL football. Of course, then the review show is brought to you by the fantastic human beings at BetOnline.ag. Head there with uh, any advice that you want or just to just to mess around. Um, use the uh, promo code REVIEW when you deposit and you'll get a fun little signing bonus uh, set up in your account. If you're already involved, you can refer a friend and get up to 200% of their initial deposit, um, up to 200 bucks for just referring them over. Um, just head to betonline.ag. You will see the Refer a Friend program under the Promotions tab. In there, just refer your buddies. And then they go and uh, they can bet with you and stuff. And uh, whatever they deposit, you're going to get a little chunk of, which is awesome. It's your friend helping out you. And you guys can bet together. And then you listen to what we say. You bet it. You make all the money in the world. I'm D. Of course, you can find us on the iTunes and Podcast One, who are great uh, broadcast partners of ours. So, uh, hey, without further ado, let's get this party started. This is Under Review. Okay, a man who we haven't heard from in quite some time, um, but, he, you know, it was a summertime, and uh, we didn't have anything to talk about the Boston Red Sox, so uh, so he, he just remained in, in limbo for us here at the uh, uh, Under Review Show. But he's back. Um, we're, uh, we're just we're in week six of the NFL, and uh, we needed to get him on to hang out. Ladies and gentlemen, the uh, Mr. Danny Picard. What's happening? There's hey. nothing to talk about now, is there? Uh, no, there's <laughs> less less to talk about, I guess. Um, hey, uh, before we get started, let let people know um, um, where they can find you because you, you you're all over the place. You have so much stuff going on, so I just didn't want to miss it. So um, tell the people what the what the Dan- where they can find the Danny Picard everything. Well, I'm on podcast one, um, as I think you probably know. I'm also on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Danny Picard, and I just re- I just reconstructed my whole website. New, a new design, so check it out, dannypicard.com. That's where you can find all my podcasts, columns, uh, videos, live streams, you name it. You can get it there at dannypicard.com. That's what I was getting at there. Uh, Danny, welcome back, man. Um, always good to have you here. Um, for those of you who, um, you know, like who aren't – well, I, actually, you know what? I was just going to say, like, people who aren't all about the, the New England Patriots or not – um, it's irrelevant because they are newsworthy right now um, sure. for, for many, many reasons. So we're going to open the show here with the New England Patriots. And from a betting angle, because this is a betting show here at the Under Review Show, um, and it's all about betting, we um, it's, it's, it's crazy how much, how well they're covering. I, I, four, and, four and two against oh, four, the spread. Oh, what, who didn't they cover? They, they, uh, they did not cover against the Jets, and they didn't oh, cover against right. the Bills. That's right. The Jets. Yeah, the Bills was the big one. That's right, because they were big 15, 13-point favorites there on that one. Um, so, but basically, they're like the talk of the town. They're only undefeated team besides, uh, you know, San Fran. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's a pretty interesting uh, scenario. But if you've watched any of the Patriots games, you would see that I think – I think the most accurate um, description of their offense would be uh, dumpster fire, perhaps, offensively. <laughs> um, I think, like, in terms of the teams they've been playing. Like, but by the way, they haven't actually played an NFL team yet this season um, that we've discovered. Um, I guess maybe the Bills would be – they actually kind of look legit. But you know what I'm getting at here. Um, defense is 
through the roof nuts, covering four four and two against the spread, six and zero oh straight up. Um, very good on paper, but what's happening with them um, in real life there, Danny? I think that to describe their offense as dumpster fire, I think is strong. That is a strong, I, strong the, phrasing. The, yes. The phrase I would use is mm-hmm. um, in need of some help. That, okay. That's what I would say. So and like, you saw Josh Gordon go down with an injury, yeah. but they are saying today that they dodged a bullet there, that it's not going to be that serious, even though it looked horrible. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking torn ACL, yeah, yeah, you know, torn MCL, but they're, they're saying it's not that bad. So I think they dodged the bullet. Edelman's been banged up, but yet still has been pulling in a uh, hundred plus receiving yards in the last couple games. They obviously miss Gronk in the red zone, especially uh, they miss him on third downs just to even be a presence to maybe open some things up for some other receivers. And they got some injuries on the offensive line. You know, they let their left tackle and Trent Brown go get paid in Oakland and then the left, left tackle that they filled in to cover Brady's backside uh, in Isaiah Wynn, he's out with an injury on injured reserve, so he's going to miss some more time. And so, you know, they need some help up front, and that's even affecting their run game. You know, without blocking up front, and they miss Gronk there too with the run game blocking. He, he was just a, a criminally underrated blocking tight end as well, as good as he was uh, for offensive purposes. So I wouldn't say that the Patriots offense is a dumpster fire. I would say that... It's in need of some help. The good thing with that is, and I just did a whole podcast on this, or at least it was a one of the major topics on the show, is that if you watch Thursday Night Football and you watch the pregame, then you would know that coming from both Robert Kraft, who spoke in the pregame on NFL Network, and Rob Gronkowski, who made his Fox debut mm-hmm. as an analyst, you would know that the door is wide open for a Rob Gronkowski return this season. Gronk left it open. And Robert Kraft left it open by saying that Gronk never filed his retirement papers. So uh, a lot of talk will be made about the trade deadline, which is going to be after week eight on Tuesday, October 29th. And what the Patriots could add there. You know, some of the names are Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, maybe an A.J. Green. But if you don't have to give up anything and you can talk Gronk into coming back, you know, maybe in the bye week in week 10 or week 11, then um, I think that's the help they they the Patriots could get and obviously the help that they need right now. Yes. You, you know, and I will say, uh, um, dumpster fires aside, uh, they're going to be fine. The Patriots are just going to figure it out. They of always course. do. But you all, because you have to look at the competition too. And I know, you know, we look at that four game stretch after the bye in week 10, yeah, which is against rough. Philly, Dallas, Houston, and Kansas city. Like that's the stretch you look at the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Texans, and the chiefs. However, you could look at all four of those teams and you could, you know, we're seeing flaws, right? No, they're all I beatable, mean, very beatable teams. Yeah, I yeah. would say right now, I think the game in Houston is probably the toughest game. But again, I mean, they were a team at times where you're like, what are they doing? You know what I mean? Like two weeks ago, they only scored, uh, three weeks ago, they only scored 10 points. And Kansas City, I mean, they, they just lost to Indianapolis. They haven't covered a spread. You're speaking of this being a betting show. I've been picking Kansas City the last three weeks. They haven't covered a spread in four weeks. So it's like, you know, the Chiefs, they have questions on their defensive end. Uh, look, the Patriots are, you're right, they're going to be just they're, fine. They're going to be just fine. schedule all we want, but they are, I think they're going to be just fine. Well, and here's, here's where, I, where I come at, and this is where it amplifies the dumpster fieriness of it. Like, I mean, once again, through injuries, they, they had one personnel package for the entire second half of that game yeah. last night. And they looked great, by the way. Everyone's like, holy crap, they did that. 
I don't, I don't even care about the second half. I'm like, yeah, I was. It was okay to see them. It's, it's been the first halves of these games. It's where like the defense is giving up eight points a game. That's that's an average eight. Mm-hmm. Crazy. They, they the average scoring of any team. I mean, they they should just be above average. They should be an above average scoring team with that talent pool and and the fact that you know Gronk aside, it's it's a, a pretty similar team. You know that they that they've had that's been together. It's not like a rebuild, or you know what I mean. I feel no, like it goes back to the Super Bowl last year. You it, know when they yeah. shut down the Rams' offense. It's it's this this defense is incredible, but the offense is just even if they were average, they would they would you'd feel more comfortable with them. And I think the scores are a bit inflated, um, but because the defense has been crushing teams and scoring them. But I mean, you look at this. You look at a team like Chicago Bears was basically, I mean. I, it's it's weird to say, but maybe not even as good of a defense as the New England Patriots right now, which is nuts to, to think about. But we, we look at their anemic offense and just go, with an offense, those guys would be unbeatable. The Patriots' offense feels the, sa- the same in a way that it just can't pick it up, albeit you get into that fourth quarter and uh, and Tom just like figures stuff out and it just goes and then they win by a million yeah, points. Yeah, he decides to call his own plays and go two plays in a row with a quarterback sneak. And it just goes bang, and- bang, bang. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and look, defense is so good that when I mentioned Gronk and a potential comeback, I think it sounds like hearing Kraft talk about it, hearing Gronk talk about it, it, it it's, and even hearing Rosenhaus talk about it, it sounds like, and Rosenhaus is Gronk's agent, obviously, it sounds to me like the only thing that would get in the way of a Gronk return is a negotiation gone sour because Bill Belichick's stubbornness would get in the way, and that stubbornness would come into play because he might look at his defense and go, our defense is so good, we can win without an offense. We don't need you. You know what I mean? Like, that's how good this defense is, that Belichick could look at this thing. We're all expecting from the outside for the Patriots to want to add this offensive piece for Tom Brady, but Belichick could be looking at this as some type of stubborn project where he's like, hey, our defense is so good, we, we can win a game 10-3 to in the playoffs. You know, we can win that Super Bowl. What was it thirteen to three? Like, you know what I mean? Like he he could be so stubborn about this that they might not even get the offensive help. And here in New England, we're all just going to be uh, extremely nervous the rest of the the way because the offense is in need of help, and Belichick is just too too stubborn to go get it. Yeah, it it uh, you can definitely see like how steadfast that guy seems to be when it comes to to how how they, he puts a team together. I mean, he if Gronk came back, they'd probably basically get him free. Like it wouldn't be too money always factors in with Belichick's decisions, right? Like he'll he'll just he's always Well from the Patriots perspective, but I think pennies. that's where I mean th- this this could be the reason why Gronk's not playing. And Gronk said it on Fox. He gave he threw a little shot at the Patriots last night in the pregame. He said, you know, the Patriots uh, are a tough team to negotiate with. He said this deal with Fox was a lot easier to negotiate. And and you can't tell me Terry Bradshaw asked that question about Gronk's contract with Fox, and that was clearly part of the plan from Rosenhaus and Gronk. That was a planted question. Oh, they, knew, they yeah. this whole thing's a negotiation from Gronk. You go back to last off season when he started. He started playing the playing the retirement, retirement card, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He threatened WWE. He threatened Hollywood because they wanted more money. They got a little bit more, but I think retirement. This whole retirement, him going on Fox, no coincidence that his debut is the night that the Patriots play 
uh, on Thursday night, the one game on Thursday night football. By the way, no coincidence. I don't know if you watched the halftime show, but you would think that the night that Gronk debuts on Fox as an analyst talks about leaving the door open during the pregame to return it to the Patriots. You would think that at halftime of a game in which the Patriots offense was struggling against the Giants, that they would bring Gronk into the segment to talk about the Patriots. They didn't. They left him off to the side. You know when they brought, brought Gronk into that halftime segment? When they came back from commercial talking about the 49ers Rams game this Sunday. Gronk was talking about George Kittle. I'm like, where was he talking not talking about the Patriots? Yeah. That's not that's not Fox. Fox would have loved to have him in that segment knocking the Patriots offense without him. That's Gronk and Rosenhaus going, we're not doing it. And you know why they're not doing it? Because that door's open. That door's open. So um I, I just I look He's, at the whole Gronk thing and I'm like, this whole it's all a negotiation with him. And and so if it's all a negotiation, it brings me back to my original point. It might be just about money, this retirement. And if it's just about money, he might not be back because Belichick might not pay him. And they might not even have the money to give him. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. But it might be about money. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. I, I don't even know. I, I'm going to take a step further. It's not, it might, not might be about money. Like, it, it, if there's money involved, it is with the Patriots because it's always about money. Everything is about money with the, with, with the Patriots. And, and it doesn't matter who good you are, how tenured you are, or how long you've been on the team. Mr. Collins, adios. You know, <laughs> Lori Malloy, see you later, right? They just go, you know, it doesn't matter to them. So interesting point. So you feel like Gronk's, Gronk's making a return. Um, let's get bet online uh, to get some odds up on that, and yeah. then I'll share them with you. Um, uh, Gronk return odds there. Hey, you mentioned a couple of uh, teams that we need to go over because um, let's just, we're going to talk NFL futures a little bit here um, because the New, New England Patriots are still at betonline.ag um, uh, plus 300, three to one favorites to win the Super Bowl, um, followed by Kansas City Chiefs, Saints, and Packers. Um, we're going to talk about all three of those teams. We're actually going to talk about four because um, Philly and Green Bay have the same odds. So we're going to we're going to package them together. But um, you feel like this, the Chiefs are um, almost pretenders here. I mean, by the way, before last week when they lost at home to Indianapolis, um, I really felt that if the if I, I felt a couple of things with the post bye week schedule of the New England Patriots and how mm. Mahomes and Casey was running, I felt as of week two or three that the Super Bowl, the AFC Championship, was going through KC again. And after a year of experience and learning that lesson and how close that AFC Championship game was last year, I figured a better bet on the Super Bowl, or at least getting there, was the KC Chiefs. If you're going to be bet on them winning the AFC Championship, I, I just looked at the New England team and this KC team and said, if they're running through KC again, that's going to be real, real tough um, um, this year to do it twice in a row. But after last week, I don't know how I feel like that about that. And also the Kansas City Chiefs odds for Super Bowl haven't changed much. Still at six to one. Mm. Yeah, I think with Kansas City, the one thing I see and I saw it in the indie game, even though, you know, they didn't let up, uh, you know, touchdown late. And I've seen this the last couple of weeks and you saw it in the Detroit game too. Kansas City's defense they cannot make the big stop. Speaking of they dumpster fights. They can't fires. do it. They, they, they cannot keep the opposing team out of either field goal range when they need to, or they can't stop them from a touchdown drive. They cannot make that big stop. And so they continuously rely on Patrick Mahomes. And look, he got banged up against Indianapolis. And I think that's an injury to keep an eye out for. He, he hurt the ankle and it, it looked kind of ugly to the point where I thought maybe that was going to be a knee injury. Um, but they, they taped the ankle up and they said it was an ankle. But I mean... 
Kansas City's defense is so bad to me, even at home, that I don't know how you could have any confidence in them. And in fact, if I'm a Chiefs fan, that would frustrate me so much that you cannot make any stop. You can't stop Indianapolis from getting into field goal range a couple times at the end of that game at home. Like, come on. that That's inexcusable. That's not going to win you a championship in this league. I don't care how good Patrick Mahomes is. So, I, you know, I, I, that's why I'm, I'm down on Kansas City right now. And I look at that week 14 game between the Patriots and the Chiefs at Gillette Stadium. And I'm like, if you, if you had me pick that game right now, like know what we know about these two teams, there's no way I would pick Kansas City to, to win that game because they'll never stop the Patriots. I don't care what the Patriots offense looks like. Kansas City's defense is just that unreliable in the big moments. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's just, it just seems, and it seems like if you've got a little bit of gumption in the offense too, is like a deciding factor in, in, in beating them up, right? It's not even like a matchup thing. It's not a numbers thing. It's just like, like you just will yourself into field goal range and they just fold like a cheap, uh, you know, deck chair every time. And it doesn't matter what team it is. And even in the, even in the games where they're, they're winning by blowouts, you're, you're like, I know it's garbage time, but like the stop Baltimore game, the yeah. end of the Baltimore game, just, they what, what, won that game, but Baltimore had the backdoor cover. You remember that drive, Lamar Jackson, he ran it into the end zone totally. at the end, but he drove down the field. It was so easy. Was and what frustrated me, what frustrated me in that, is that I, well, I took Kansas City. I think it was minus six and a half. So that, but, that's um, what frustrated you. That was <laughs> but that would frustrate me, yeah. But also, Kansas City had a timeout left. And like, Baltimore was running no huddle, easy plays, easy passes, easy runs, moving the chains. And Andy Reid's standing there. Just call a timeout. All your defensive players have their hands on their hips. They're exhausted. Call one timeout you, on third down. You make a stop. They didn't do it. They couldn't do it. So Kansas City to me is just, I, I, I look at even a, a, a drive like that, even though they knew they were going to win that game. I guess with an onside kick, you, you don't know, right? It's not 100%. But um, you, you'd like to see a stop there. They have, and even the end of the Detroit game, they couldn't do it. They relied on the homes to drive down late and even get a fourth down conversion. They had to get that uh, to help win that game. So it's like the Chiefs defense to me, unreliable. Closers, man. And because of that, you know, it, it, I, I can't put my money. I'm not putting my money on them this weekend, minus four. I was just going to say, so let's talk okay. about that. Texans, who is a team that you think, maybe maybe not a sleeper, but maybe a sleeper um, going into the playoffs here. The Houston Texans are 25-1 to one to uh, to actually win the Super Bowl. They're way, way down on that list. But um, AFC, they're 12-1 uh, they're to one to win the AFC championship. So even making it there is actually a reasonable um, or a realistic thing. Um, uh, outcome for them. Here's the deal. They are, uh, they're going on the road to KC as four point road dogs there. That's basically, you get three points for being at home. You know, we are saying on a neutral field, this is a one point, you know, one point spread, basically a pick them for KC. Um, you're not betting on KC here too risky for you. I'm just staying away because yeah. I like Houston. No, I mean, them. I just, I look at this personally. I know the minute I don't, the minute I bet against K, I've been betting on them the last couple <laughs> weeks. They haven't covered the minute I bet against them they are gonna blow somebody out and i'm gonna sit here and go why didn't i just stick with kc you know if this was in houston i I think i'd probably go with the texans but since it's in kansas city um and houston just a couple weeks ago only scored 10 points you know i just i still have questions about them I'm just going to stay away completely from yep. it. Yeah, I think that's a smart play. Very, very smart play. Okay, let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. That uh, they, I mean, they were the they're the sweetheart team um, coming coming into the season here, and a lot of crap happened. They they disappeared 
basically from uh, from Super Bowl odds. Um, they went huh? way down at like 20, 25 to one. Like they, they disappeared with Bridgewater. And they're now, they're the third overall, nine to one. Um, Saints this week, let's just talk about this week's matchup and, and mention a few things about what you think they're they're able to uh you know, able to able to handle, but they're taking on the Jags on the road, um, and the Jags are minus one and a half point favorites. So basically, this is a, this is a toss up game. But uh, your thought on on the Saints, like if they just if they just keep winning with a backup and Breeze comes back healthy, feeling really really good in like week nine. I think they got a bye week before he's supposed to come back. So like week nine or ten, he just rolls into this in, into a, a a really comfortable position. Holy crap! Look out is what I'm after here. Yeah. Yeah, I think New Orleans, this is one of the best stories of the year from a football perspective because Teddy Bridgewater comes in and, uh, I mean, look, you know, looked bad in that Rams game that Breeze went down. And I'm looking at it going, well, the Saints season is over, right? Yeah, yeah. And too. then all of a sudden they go into Seattle and win. They've won some big games too. They, yeah. they beat Dallas. They go into Seattle and win. And all of a sudden, Drew Breeze is posting pictures on Instagram throwing the f- football. And you're like, wow, you just went a couple more. And you know, you, you're, you're still in it. Like you, you're still <laughs> one of the, the favorites or should be one of the favorites in, to come out of the NFC. So this is one of the best stories in sports, especially knowing if you're Teddy Bridgewater, like Drew Brees is not losing his job. And I think if this is with most teams or maybe any other team, we'll say outside of uh, Mahomes and Brady, then the quarterback who got hurt is probably losing their job maybe to Teddy Bridgewater, right? Like if he keeps a, a winning team, not just, you know, keeps that ship afloat, but like they're beating good teams. Um, I, I just, to be honest, I'm, I think they should be a favorite in this game. I think they've looked that good. I think they've been coached that well. Jacksonville, who knows what's happening with Jalen Ramsey. It sounds like their coaching staff and, and, and ownership is on a completely different page with how Ramsey's going to be used. Um, everyone loves Gardner Minshew. I think this is like this social media creation. I, he's a good quarterback, <laughs> but yeah. is he is he as good as we keep? I think we are making him out to be somebody he's it's not. Like smoke and mirrors. He's a Kardashian quarterback. And this could who knows? I he's mean, Saints. Could, I think Saints could go in here and win this game. Like they, they should maybe feel disrespected. The teams they've beaten, the way they've been they've been playing without Breeze, knowing that Breeze is coming back. You know who's Jacksonville? Oh, Gardner Minshew has a mustache and dresses like he's a 70s porn star. So they're a favorite at home? No, I don't think so. This is a, a Saints team that is all, a top to bottom, even coaching, a whole lot better than Jacksonville. So um, I'm a little surprised at the, at the spread for this it's, one. It's really, honest. really tight. And yeah, I, I agree with you too. And I also I do also uh, feel like uh, um, this could be one of those weird, weird games. This is going to be like... a. a uh, for me, anyway, uh, are the Saints the real Saints here? Like, they should go in there and just clobber these guys and walk through them and come back. Um, and if they do, by the way, like, if you look at the rest of the schedule that Drew Brees has to come back in and play, um, honestly, it is actually terrifying for the rest of the NFC, frankly. Um, they do have the Bears uh, next week um, on the road, and, and depending on what Bears team you see, that could be a tough one. But, I mean, they've only lost one game if if... if Drew Brees comes back and they're like seven and two or eight and two. And he's got, mm-hmm. he's got six games to make it in the playoffs. And the six, the last six games are, are Panthers. There's dumpster fire Falcons. Holy crap. Niners is going to be a tough game. Maybe we're going to find out, but uh, Colts, Colts, Titans, Panthers, um, Niners, Falcons, Panthers twice. Like mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty damn good about my new Orleans saints team. 
if I'm if I'm if I got a fresh Drew Brees locking it in for for winter football. Um, so I mean, yeah, at that, that those those are not long shot odds, deservedly higher, but it's six to one or sorry nine to one. Um, geez, that's some freaking sweet value. Talk quickly. We're gonna finish it up here with the uh, Packers and Eagles. So Eagles are just. I don't even know what to do. They're just, they're, they're all over the place. The bipolar team to me. But the Packers have been consistently kind of awesome for the entire, the entire season. They, they play Monday Night Football. Um, they're four-point home faves versus the Detroit Lions. Speaking of which, pretty upstart squad there that's, uh, you know, they're, they're winning. And uh, that's all it comes down to. Green Bay D, um, but at 12 to 1, let's talk both. Um, their odds for Super Bowl and uh, what you think of them on Monday night. Um, well, I actually made my picks today on my podcast and I took Green Bay as my lock of the week as a four point favorite at home. Aaron Rodgers owns Detroit. Uh, <laughs> what was the stat at, at, at Lambeau in his career against the Lions? He's 13 and two um, with like 37 and, and in, I think, let's say 16 starts or 17 games against Detroit. I think he has 37 touchdowns and only six interceptions. He owns the Lions. To me, this is a lock. Green Bay, like you said, they've been playing well. Their only losses against Philly, but it was a Thursday night game. Like, you know, yeah. I think you have to say that because Thursday night games are a shit show. And so, yeah, Green Bay, they go into Dallas. That's a big win for them. Who knows? That could be a tiebreaker for a, a first round bye. You know, that win in Dallas. So that was such a big game for both of those teams. Um, and, and, and so I think Green Bay, the, the question you have is, at least I have, what's the relationship between the young coach and, and Aaron Rodgers going to look like, you know, by week 10, 11, 12, how is this all going to be working out? It looks like it's working well now. How's it going to work out late in the season when you're going through the full grind of a season? I think we're going to find out, but I would put my money on green Bay that the team we've seen the last couple weeks, like the, the, the Packers are for real. So, um, I, I don't know how you couldn't look like green Bay, not just Monday night, but, possibly you know getting that one of the two seed in the nfc and getting to the super bowl there and who go. knows we could we could see that aaron Rodgers tom brady super bowl this year that everybody it's has wanted to see been done but, for uh, and it's yeah, a defensive like matchup and <laughs> green bay minus four on monday night that's my lock of the week oh i love it i i, I love it man and yeah that's that'd be great uh, pats go against green bay as the d and it's a defensive it's a nine three football game, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> Two greatest quarterbacks of all time, and then it just they, nobody does anything. They just all just putts around the field. Uh, last one, real quick. Also twelve to one. Uh, Eagles are on the road against Minnesota. Three point road dogs. Basically an even game here. Um, Philly's a tough team to figure out um, uh, what they're doing, but uh, but they're charging a little bit. They're, they're coming through. It's so close to midseason here, and uh, and they're showing. I mean, some separation. You know what I mean? And uh, and for. For a team like Philly, um, I, I mean, you can't say unproven quarterback, but a guy that like uh, can prove himself and is absolutely, I mean, in an, he has got a great opportunity to do what he was supposed to do the last couple of years and kind of mitch out, missed out on. Um, what are your thoughts on where they're going to go? They're sitting there, same as Green Bay, though, at uh, surprisingly 12 to 1, but uh, they're trying to separate themselves from a flailing Cowboys team in that NFC East and, uh, and a Giants team that just they know that they're going to beat up on. Yeah, I, I, Philly's been banged up with some injuries, yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, you saw that from that Atlanta game on, on Sunday Night Football a couple weeks ago. I think they're still trying to figure out their identity with Carson Wentz for a full season. Um, that's where my questions lie with this team, along with the injuries. Uh, with regards to 
this game against Minnesota, you know, I get questions about Minnesota too. I mean, what's the relationship there with the organization and Stefan Diggs who uh, has said he wants out, but now he says he's fine. He just wants to win. And Minnesota, you know, they're coming off a win uh, last week over the Giants. I, I still can't really buy into Kirk Cousins. So Minnesota, they, they have a ton of question marks as well. And both, I would just stay away from this one. This is a team that I, they're both trying to figure out their identity with their offenses. And uh, un, until we see that maybe for a full season, from Phil, for, at least from Philadelphia's perspective, I think I'm waiting for a full season there from Carson Wentz. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, it's like they're in a weird spot. I just spot. don't know with them. I just don't know. Yeah, it's it's super weird. They're in a weird spot. Wentz has always shown he's been very, very good, but we've not, you've never really seen him winning. Like, you know, it's a couple of games where you're all hyped up, but it's like those mid-season kind of grind, and then when it matters, you know what I mean? All of these factors have to come in here. It's a big game for them. Um, I agree with you. We need to we need to back it off that one. Hey, Danny Picard, it's always so awesome for you to come on the show. You should do it more often. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Yeah, yeah man. And, uh, and Danny Picard, of course. So where do they find you on the Twitter machine, my friend? At Danny Picard. Nice and simple. At Danny Picard. Look at that, man. You're making it easy for all of us out here. Hey, yeah, uh, I'm going to work on those Gronk odds for you from the good people from uh, betonline.ag. Right. Uh, guys, this is the Under Review Show. Happy Week 6. Thanks to Danny for doing this. Adios, machachos. Adios, machachos.